Marvel Earth, it's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Jeff. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. In the cult of the Spoilerverse, and welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Green, and that is Mr. Horsley, and today on the show, well, it's the YouTuber Dawson, isn't it? It is. He hosts the show Nerdy in Many Ways. He's got some comics out, and uh, he came on and chatted with Melissa about his YouTube show, his comic writing, and a whole lot of funny, ner- fun, nerdy stuff. That's awesome. Melissa has been all over these interviews lately. She's been so good. Dude, she's been killing it, especially since I don't want to do them anymore because I don't like. <laughs> I, I, I just want, don't want to do interviews. Uh, she stepped up and did it for me. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Well, why don't we just sit back, listen to Melissa and Dawson in their own words, huh? This is Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Sercha. Today on the show, I'm excited to welcome artist and YouTube YouTube sensation, <laughs> Dawson Weedrick. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. Uh, YouTube sensation is very generous, but I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. My wife and I just got back home like yesterday, or I guess today really, from uh, Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, nice. We're up in Vegas for about a week, but it's, it's good to be back home. Say the least. We're, we're glad to be back. Awesome. How is Vegas? I mean, with you know, with everything going on, were you able to like do the same things you did before, or how was that like? Well, we it was an interesting situation because it was my wife's grandparents' fiftieth anniversary, and they rented out this like big old house, like kind of on the outskirts of Vegas. Oh, cool. So we didn't we didn't do like the Vegas Vegas experience. So I mean, we just kind of stayed at this nice house and had a pool and a hot tub and like a tennis course. Like we didn't really have a reason to leave, nice. so we just. We just kind of stay in the house the whole time, which is really nice. Having a lot of food, getting really fat, of course, <laughs> but it was a good time. It was a good time. Awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a good holiday. You know, there's uh, worse places to spend it. <laughs> that, that's definitely true. Very, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you're the, the host creator of Nerdy in Many Ways on YouTube. Yes. So when did you start that and, and what like inspired you to, to start that channel? So I've been doing this for about, I'd say a year and a half now. I started out because I have a little brother named Brigham who has his own channel called Briggs Comics. And he started his channel about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a way for him to like talk about things he's interested in, like nerdy stuff and comic books, of course. And at the time I was doing sports commentating for my university because I'm really into sports and that was the field that I was in at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I want to talk about more things than just sports. And so I started YouTube 
And nice. like, any, like anybody who starts YouTube, it starts a very ghetto at first, like no microphone set up, <laughs> and just recording with your phone or whatever. Yep. But I started that out in like about eight months after I started YouTube, my first YouTube channel's account got hacked. Oh no. And yeah, I mean, it, it was okay. Cause I started over and then ended up being bigger than the original one was. So like, I, it's not really a huge deal, but no, I just started because I just wanted to, I don't know, talk about things I was interested in. Cause a lot of places that I've lived, I've lived in very like small town communities. And mm-hmm. when you're in, like small town country areas, there's not a lot of people who are into comic book stuff. Right. So I, I branched out just trying to see if I can connect with other people who are interested in the same things that I have. And turns out there's a lot of people. So <laughs> successful. <laughs> nice. So where, so where are you from? What's your small town? Well, I mean, right now we're in small town, Virginia, like outside of Lexington, Virginia, but I'm actually from everywhere. Honestly, my, my dad was in the oil business most of my childhood. And we moved around from like Texas to Colorado, to South Dakota, to Iowa, back down to Texas, now to Virginia. So I've, I pretty much just claim the United States as my home. <laughs> I don't really have a hometown. Right. <laughs> I'm going to call any place my hometown. The United States is a good one to call it. So there nice. you go. <laughs> awesome. So tell us about the channel. Like what types of content, you know, can we find on there? Yeah. So one of the things I have on my banner for the channel is that we talk about like movie stuff, video game things, comic books, music. Cause I, I'm also a musician. I play guitar and drums and a vocalist. Mm-hmm. So I do some music stuff on there from time to time, whenever I, I get the time. And a lot of live streams, it's just, it's just simply a place to get together with other people who are interested in nerdy stuff, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. talk about it and just have a good time. It's just kind of a, I, I try to establish like a nerdy community where we can just talk openly about things we love and kind of have it be a positive environment, Yeah. which nowadays on social media can be kind of a hard place to find, mm-hmm. um, especially on YouTube and Twitter. Sometimes we, we try to, or at least I try to have this positive environment where we just talk about these things and just if we disagree on something that it's like, cool, you like that, you're free to do that. And it's just that kind of nerdy, positive atmosphere that at least we're trying to have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are a lot of like, yeah, toxic fandoms and things on social media right now. So that's oh, yeah. good that there's a place that people can go and just hear some positive stuff. So what's like new on like, what's up and coming right now? What are the things that you're excited about that you're doing shows about, you know, as far as comics and movies go? Yeah, I mean, of course, one of the big things right now is the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Right. Um, I'm a huge DC fan, as you can tell by all my many DC books back here. So, of course, that's something that's of big interest to me. And, I, of course, I love Zack Snyder's DC films. And so we talk a lot about those that, the news about that, which right now, like, movie news is, like, the only news that's really talked about because there's not really much else going on unless you follow politics, which when, when you're trying to have a positive atmosphere, you don't really talk about politics. So mm-hmm. that's not necessarily something we cover, but uh, yeah, the Snyder Cut's definitely one of them. Of course, the Mandalorian, as that's kind of picking back some steam with the second season. Of mm-hmm. course, Star Wars is a big time favorite of mine. I love Star Wars. And just a lot of, just a lot of theory videos. Actually, I'm starting a new thing on my channel where I talk about like what if situations. Okay. Like I'll take something from like a DC film. Like for example, the first one we're going to do is what if Batman killed Superman and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice mm-hmm. and like kind of talk about the alternate story that would evolve from that and just things of that nature where we just try to expound upon things and try to see like what would happen in this situation try to allow fans to think for themselves and okay. kind of visualize how they think the character would react in certain situations which is always a fun discussion yeah absolutely so like if you were in charge like what kind of ending you would you would see coming kind of yeah 
Yeah, to a certain extent. And also just like based on the versions of the characters that people love. Like, for example, like you look at the character Batman, right? Mm-hmm. There's like a hundreds of different iterations of that character, hundreds of different versions that people love. Like you have the campy versions like Adam West and mm-hmm. George Clooney. And then you have the serious ones like Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton. And then you have like everywhere, far and few between. And so there's so many different interpretations of what the characters like. Right. And so a lot of people like see like, how would your version of Batman act in this situation is always very interesting to me. Yeah. What do you think about the Robert Pattinson one that's coming up? Oh, I'm so stoked. Honestly, when I first heard the news, I'm not going to lie. I hadn't followed Robert Pattinson's acting career past <laughs> Twilight. So I was, I was very much hesitant. Uh, in fact, I stared <laughs> at my phone for a while and I was like, what? Because um, I'm a huge Batflick fan. And so before that announcement was made, I was just like holding my breath. The like Ben Affleck was like still there, which he technically is. But like at the time, it was very much up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then when Rob Pattinson was cast, I was just like, I don't know about this. But then I've watched some more of his work. Like, for example, in The Lighthouse, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. and uh, in Tenet, of course. And now I'm just super stoked because everything I've seen from it so far, I'm liking it. It's different from what I normally would prefer a Batman to have. Like the suit, for example, is very Mm -hmm. different from what I would prefer. But I'm just very anxious to see what Matt Reeves has in store for us with that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really that excited about it until actually that I heard that they were casting Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I thought that would be such an incredible role for him. I mean, I guess you wouldn't think of it right off the, the bat, but like... You know, just looking at his, you know, if you look at some of his independent work, you know, that he's done with like, you know, his Irish films, he he gets pretty crazy. So I thought, oh, actually, he would make a really good Penguin villain. Yeah. And it was interesting because at first when they casted him, I thought they're going to do like, there's this alternate, not necessarily a Penguin character, but a guy named Emperor Penguin, where he's like a younger, like more wiry version of the Penguin character, but he's not Oswald Cobblepot. Mm -hmm. And so I thought they were going in that direction. Then when I saw the trailer... I was like, holy crap, he's Oswald Cobblepot with like the <laughs> gray makeup. Like, honestly, get that makeup team for the Batman an award right now. The movie's not even out because of how good he looks. Like, honestly, I'm excited to see him too. Yeah, yeah. The still shots have just been like, whoa, okay, this is what we're getting into. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So stoked. And then, of course, you have Paul Dano, who, yeah. like, he wouldn't be the first one to pop into my head. But when they first announced him as the Riddler, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that just works because he's just kooky and awkward and like you just see him pull off a very psychotic character like the Riddler can tend to be mm-hmm. and I was like like well done <laughs> yeah when I'm just also happy that they're going into a darker version again you know because I, I'm not I, I like the campy stuff but I do prefer Batman darker you know yeah me too I mean campy's fun and all but like I, I always go back to like the the origins of Batman and also Batman's most successful stories, mm-hmm. which all tend to be darker and more psychological and and more quite honestly more brutal. Like for example, you have the Court of Owls storyline, you have the Dark Knight Returns storyline. Pretty much, let me see if I can see it. Let's see Batman Hush. A lot of these were Batman is just a darker character, which I mean, when you dress up like a bat in like black and gray, <laughs> duh. And yeah. your parents are killed in front of you. Like, of course, it's got to be dark. That's how you stay true to the character, at least in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know, that's just me. No, I totally agree. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that'll. What do you know when that's coming out? I, I haven't even heard. I think it's like the, halted production or something because of COVID. Or I think they they're just about to wrap up filming. Actually, they had a couple stops in production due to COVID, but I think they're starting to wrap up filming, uh, at least with the main cast, as far as I understand. And so I think 
as far as I know, I think they're still going for like the 2022 release date, which I'm just like so bugged about because <laughs> yeah. we were going to, we're getting the Snyder Cut in 2021. And if we got the Batman 2021, it would like a Batman stream come true, get Justice League and a Batman film, different versions all in the same year. I mean, just like sign me up, but right. it doesn't, doesn't look like that's going to happen. But either way, Batman stuff still happening. I mean, I'm all down for it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Snyder Cut, that seems to be all anyone can talk about, you know, yeah. <laughs> right now. What are you like planning and preparing to do? Because I'm I'm sure that you're going to do some shows based on, you know, that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get roped into some like stream marathons discussing <laughs> it. I'm probably there's probably gonna be like a full two days straight where I'm going to be asked like, hey, be on this stream, be on this stream and like talk about it. And then that's, uh, that's going to be the most exhausting two days of my life. But I mean, I'm, I'm planning on doing a full-fledged review of that, of course. I mean, I, I'm so excited to watch that thing because, I mean, four hours of Zack Snyder material, I mean, yeah, a movie lover should want that. So that's, that's going to be a fun time. <laughs> so I'm going to binge watch that thing. I'm going to review it as fast as possible because you know there's going to be competition for getting reviews out there. You just know oh, there's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Like, there's going to be thousands of reviews, of course, both positive and negative, but that's going to be the main point of conversation on YouTube for months. I mean, it, it already is right now. The movie hasn't even come out yet. We've only seen like two trailers for it mm-hmm. and it's the center of conversation. So, yeah, no, I literally have this like image of, of him like sitting in his apartment, you know, like with a fake mustache, like twirling it and like laughing and like an evil <laughs> maniacal laugh, you know, <laughs> making everyone run around like crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that, uh, I'm assuming you're referring to Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he's, he's such an interesting character when it comes to promoting this movie. Like he's honestly, this the way he's promoted this thing is very much unprecedented because like no other movie has had something like this. Like nothing like this has ever <laughs> happened where like you can just like put out pictures and like the studio doesn't stop you and then like you have this full fledged force of people online hashtagging it at the same time, like having these different fan events. Like I actually had a, a stream recently with Richard Citrone, who was the stunt double for Batman in Batman v Superman and oh, cool. uh, Justice League, as well as the voice of Darkseid Ray Porter. When we talked to them and they both said like, yeah, we haven't seen anything like this as far as fan reception of a director's vision, like nothing they've ever seen like this. And they've been in Hollywood for years. Wow. So it, again, it's definitely something that's very unprecedented. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was my thought too. I thought, how is no one stopping, you know, the studios and stuff? Like no one's blocking him. No one's right. stopping him. He's just gone He was rogue. surprised too. He yeah. was surprised too. <laughs> like he totally thought Warner Bros. was going to kick down his door and say like, hey, stop posting that stuff. But they didn't. He's like, all right, here you go. <laughs> He's like, hosting it for my living room full steam ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty much. And then he's appearing on streams left and right. And of course all uh, make sure they go to a good cause, the FSP and everything, which is absolutely phenomenal. That's, that's always one thing I can turn to no matter like how maybe some fans get with, as far as toxicity is concerned, which a lot, mm-hmm. the majority of them are pretty good, but there's some that definitely do get toxic. Yeah. That's one thing I can always point to whenever that happens is look at the good. The majority is doing donating to suicide prevention and helping to mm. save lives in that way as at least as much as they can given the circumstances. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like when you approach your reviews, cause like you said, there's a lot of competition. What do you yeah. try to do to like set your, your reviews apart? I think one thing I try to do is like a lot of people will give a movie like a grade, for example, like they'll say like it either has A, B, C or D or whatnot, mm-hmm. or rank it like out of like a number out of five or something. I, I try to be different by saying whether or not a movie is rewatchable because to mm. me, 
the big, the big, the most important thing about a movie is can you rewatch it multiple times and still be entertained and still be invested in the story? And if that's true, then to me, the movie is successful. Yeah. Um, then again, there are a lot of movies where like one time is enough and it's impactful. And those are kind of rarities. But overall, if a movie can entrap me and make me want to watch it again and again, to me, that's a very, very well done film. Because again, it, I feel like films are supposed to spark imagination. Mm-hmm. And if it can do that again and again, that's like you've done your job. It's like a piece of art that you have hanging on your wall. Like regardless of how long you have it, if you love a type of art, you still look at it again and again because it was very well done artistically. So I, I try to approach it in that way, which I feel like is pretty different. But at the same time, I also try to approach everything with a more positive outlook because you see a lot of channels nowadays that really look to bash any little thing mm-hmm. in a movie, which which can be fun to watch. Like, for example, there's there's cinema sins. They're entertaining to watch because they kind of take it to the extreme. Right. And you, you can tell it's it's satire, right? You can tell it's satirical. But it's, there's a lot of the channels that are very serious about it. Whereas me, I try to find everything that I can like about a film mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll point out negatives. Like there's, there's no reason to only say positive things about every film because that becomes pretty rote and pretty, you know, boring. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every movie to a certain extent has something good to offer, whether it's at least good visuals, maybe some parts that, of the soundtrack that are good, or maybe some actor somewhere in the movie that's, that did a good job. Unless you're talking about where the wild things are. That's the only exception <laughs> to that rule. But most movies I feel like have some, something positive to offer. Yeah. No, I think you're right on that one. I mean, even, you know, the worst movies that I've seen, you know, like where you've literally either turned it off or fast forwarded because you're just like, I need to get to the end, you know, just to see what happens. (laughs) I watched during Halloween, I was trying to watch like, you know, as many horror movies as I could. And I think it was called the, gosh, I think it was called The Pale Door or The Pale Horse. There's, I'm getting it confused. There's one that's like really Mm. well acclaimed but yeah, it it was, so it started off really good. It was like a Western kind of feel to it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then like literally like 20 minutes into the movie, it was just like downhill, like, you know, garbage <laughs> fire <laughs> to the point where I thought, okay. But like you said, you can find something good about it. I'm like, okay, well, the first 20 minutes was good. It had promise. And the cin- yeah. cinematography was cool. But yeah, it, it's it's important to, I think, not always talk about negative stuff, you know, and try to find right. that positivity. Unless um, you talk about Batman and Robin. <laughs> I, I rewatched that a couple months ago because I was doing a series of like Batman solo film reviews. Right. And I, I hadn't seen that movie in years and I put it in and like within the first 10 minutes, I'm just sitting there like, this is somehow worse than I remember. No, like, it's... It- yeah, it's so bad. Actually, a funny story. I I live in an area where there's this famous golf tournament and a lot of celebrities play in it. And mm. I, my sister and I went one year because we got some free tickets. And Chris O'Donnell was there playing as you know, like one of the celebrity people to help the golfer. And so we were like, my sister was like, Oh, I can't wait to see Chris O'Donnell. And we're, you know, we're arguing about it. I'm like, who cares about him? He was the worst Robin ever. (laughs) And I turn around and he's standing directly behind me. Oh no. Gives me the dirtiest look. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, oops, sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. So sad. It's so, it's so unfortunate. Cause like, you know, he was so excited to play. Like anybody who'd play Robin would be super excited right. for that. I mean, he, he even still has his Robin suit. That is, like he said, on different talk shows. But yeah, I mean, it's such, so unfortunate what happened to him. Like, honestly, he's <laughs> him and him and the actor for Alfred. I mean, Michael Goff, I think was his name. Him and the actor for Alfred were somewhat the only like 
glimmers of hope in that movie mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. And that's, that's really stretching it because, <laughs> oh gosh, I remember that's one of the only movie reviews that I posted on my channel where I just went full on ham on a movie. Like I just started out with the thing, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to film this review. I don't want to get mad, but I will. Because it's necessary. I think that all the Alfreds have been good. I think that's one consistent thing. They've done well. Yeah, I can agree with that. Of course, Michael Goff is just iconic. And again, he was the main good thing in all through. I mean, of course, Michael Keaton was great. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and then you have Michael Caine, who who I think did as good as he could with his role. I mean, Chris Nolan writes pretty well, but I think some parts about his Alfred were kind of iffy at times. He's just kind of a exposition mm-hmm. machine for the most part, but he did really good. Michael yeah. Did great. And yeah. then Jeremy Irons. I'm so excited to see Jeremy Irons back as Alfred in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I love Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Oh, he's so good. So fantastic. I mean, he reminds me of the Alfred from Dark Knight Returns, which of course is very intentional. And Alfred's from many different other storylines, just how sarcastic he is and how like <laughs> cynical he is of Batman. Like for example, when he says like, not that there's likely to be a next generation of Wayne's, like yeah. yes thank you that's it <laughs> you know exactly now are you excited um about the new uh wonder woman movie that's coming out like directly to hbo max have you i i am i like gal gadot i think she's awesome i think she it's it's really cool to see how she's become the character mm-hmm. despite the initial blowback at first which of course happens with any like comic book character let's be honest yep. here <laughs> Everybody receives backlash. Ben Affleck received it. Henry Cavill received it. Gal Gadot received it. I mean, heck, even some of the MCU actors receive backlash for their castings, which is yeah. saying something because everybody because everybody loves the MCU. But we'll, we'll we'll ignore that. But no, I'm excited. I think the only thing is that there's just been fatigue from it being pushed back so many times. You know, because mm-hmm. because we really should have gotten this movie like a year ago, but yeah. it's been pushed back so much. But I'm still excited because I, I support. I want to support Gal Gadot. I want to support Patty Jenkins. I'm just. There's just some parts of the story that kind of had me like, what's going on, especially with Steve Trevor. Like, that's still one thing I can't mm. quite figure out as to how he, it makes sense for him to be there and stay there throughout the entire story without yeah. him being some like crux of like the bad guy. Gosh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Peter Pascal's character. But yeah. Or like part of his plan. So like, there's some parts where I'm just not really sure what's going to happen there. But again, I'm still excited. It's a DC film and yeah. DC, it's, it's a great time to be a DC fan right now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to watch it for sure. In fact, if it's in my theater down here, down the road, then heck yeah, I'm going to go see it both in the theater and on HBO Max. Yeah. No, I think it's cool that they're doing it, you know, in HBO Max as well, just because a lot of theaters are closed. So that's really cool that everyone's going to like get an opportunity to watch it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there was big worries about that for a while, like, because they, they've been wanting to putting it in theaters and they've been saying like, oh, this belongs in the theaters for months now. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's just thinking like, well, are they going to bite the bullet and just continue to go to theaters and like have it postponed indefinitely because who knows when oh, all these God. restrictions are going to go down. Right. At, at that point, it'd lose half of its money, which we don't want that. But yeah. I, I think this is the smartest route considering the options that they have. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, let's, let's make a switch over to video games. Cause I know you, Ooh. you handle those as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big gamer. So what are you, what are you playing? What do you like What you don't like right now? Well, I'm very much kind of a, a more 2000s to 2008 retro gamer. Cause like my family was never like well off enough to the point where we could buy the newest console as soon as it came out. Like we, we got the Xbox 360 when there was talks of the Xbox one, like, okay. 
we're very much like behind in that way. <laughs> so I play a lot of like Xbox 360 games, PlayStation 2 games. I think, I wonder if I have it, but let me see if I have it one second. Yeah, here it is. One of my favorite games of all time is this classic PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox game called Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Oh, cool. Like those kind of like platform adventure games, like, and I love it. I actually just got the remastered version for the Nintendo Switch, which I still love it. Still fantastic. It's not perfect, but it doesn't have to be perfect for me to love it. Yeah. But definitely more retro stuff. And of course, the Arkham games, because Batman, because why not? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm finally getting a PS4 as soon as PS5 goes out for half a thousand dollars. Right. Um, Getting a PS4. I'm going to get the Spider-Man game. And of course, I'm going to play that like nobody's business because Spider-Man's another favorite character of mine. So like, yeah. So definitely like more older gaming compared to like what a lot of streamers do. That's why I don't like stream games that much. and just talk about them mm-hmm. because like, let's be honest, if someone's playing like, like say Overwatch, right? No one's going to like decide to go watch somebody play Madden 2013. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do the, the, uh, have you ever done the Xbox, like the game pass? Yeah. Not as much as I I would like to just cause like, I don't know. There's a lot of games my wife likes to watch me play. She's not much of a gamer, but she loves watching video games. Mm -hmm. Like if I'll be playing like an adventure game, she'll be like, go over there. All right. Get that thing. It's (laughs) like, okay, I'm on it. I saw it too. But yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds like my boyfriend. I, so I'm the gamer in the house, and but he likes to watch the intros, like because he loves like you know the opening credits and when they're talking about like the story and the quest. So he'll sometimes mm-hmm. be like, "Wait, don't start it until you know I can watch it with you," <laughs> and then and then I'm like, "Okay, go away." No. <laughs> See, I, I used to be the watcher. My my older brother, uh, I have an older brother, is like two years older than me. When we were little, we had our PS2. And he had all these adventure games and I would always just watch him play. And I would always be the person who knew where to go. Like I could tell like <laughs> where the game was hinting you to go. And he could never tell us so like, go that way, go that way. Okay. You got to beat this boss <laughs> this way. Hit it at that spot. And he's like, how do you notice? Like, it's obvious. It's telling you right there. Right. Yeah. I've, I've, I've transitioned to the gamer, which is much more fun. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's much more fun. Yeah. I think, well, games have changed so much, you know, like oh, when, yeah. I, when I was a kid, you know, I had Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda. And, you know, I went through my yeah PlayStation phase. Now I'm like pretty much all about Xbox just because it's I'm used to it. But I just recently started playing, well, not too recently, but you know, the Fallout 76. Are you familiar with any of the Fallout games? Oh yeah. Yeah. I played Fallout New Vegas quite a bit. So, that yeah. was that was like honestly one of the best ones other than Fallout 3, I think. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. I love that one. Even though like that was one of the ones that I watched my siblings play. Okay. Because at times it can be like freaking hard when you're starting out. Like all of a sudden like, oh, there's a massive freaking bug and you're dead. I'm like, oh, what the heck was that? Right. Yeah. So, no, those were a lot more complicated. I think, you know, it takes a while to kind of get the hang of it. There's so many different yeah. mechanics into it. But, you know, it's interesting with a lot of these games now. I'm actually kind of anti like multiplayer or at least like not having an option to do solo. Because I think that, like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, there's, like, so many people that want to play with other people, but I'm kind of a loner, I guess. Yeah, it's like, I'm down for multiplayer if I'm playing with people that I'm in the same room as, right? Mm -hmm. People that I know. 
Like in high school, I would play Call of Duty Modern Warfare with my friends till three in the morning and have like pyramids of Mountain Dew cans. You know, that, that's what we right. did on weekends. <laughs> and so that's fun because like you can trash talk each other in person, you know each other and it's fun. You can just josh with each other. Whereas online, I've never gotten into the whole multiplayer online scene. I just never got into it just because like I saw so many friends that did it and like, especially in the early days when like just people would trash talk each other like crazy, mm-hmm. like bust each other out. And I was like, I don't feel like having that happen to me today. So <laughs> I'm just going to play a single story mode and it ends up being just fine for me. Like, yeah, sure. I'll get frustrated at the game, but at least I don't have some 13 year old cussing me out. So yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's totally happened to me back, back in the day when I had like a headset and everything. Yeah. And they were just oh. talking so much crap and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to turn this off and mute you. <laughs> Got to step away. Yeah. I'm, I'm more about those like, First or one person, one player uh, adventure games. Like I'm super excited for the the follow up to Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Because mm-hmm. um, my wife introduced me to Zelda because we didn't grow up with Nintendo systems very much, so we didn't you know get to play those. But then my wife got us, or I guess we got uh, Breath of the Wild for Christmas two or three years ago, I think. Oh, cool. And man, that that game is a blast. Like I I've been converted. I've been converted to Zelda games because that was fantastic. So nice. sign me up for the sequel. <laughs> nice. Have you have you ever played any like Fable or Final Fantasy? That's that's one conversation I can never get into because I never had those games. And like okay. all my friends, all my friends talk about Final Fantasy and they're just like, yeah, do that one iconic moment. And I'm just like, I, I don't know this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't join in. I, it, it's every nerd plays those, it feels like. And I'm just sitting there like, I feel like I should have my nerd card revoked <laughs> no. because I never played those. <laughs> well, I mean, they were great for at least, you know, the time when they first came out were really big, you know, because right. the whole, the turn-based system, you know, which is so different now. And I think that like once you have played the newer games, it's hard to go back and play Final Fantasy and games like that because it gets kind of boring, like the whole, you know, waiting for your turn to like do a magical spell or Mm. something like that. So I like real time. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's like a lot of app games that happen. Like there's this one app game called, was it Star Wars Legends or something where it's turn based and like you can only attack when it's your turn. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I'd rather just walk around and like attack things whenever I want. And <laughs> yeah, that's more, it's more free, like an open world game. That's what I prefer. Cause like, you can just do whatever you want. That's why I love uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild so much is cause it's so open world. You can literally mm-hmm. dress how you want, use whatever weapons you want and literally just make your own story in your head if you really want to, because you don't have to do the actual story mode. I mean, yeah, sure. It's fun to do that story right. and see where that leads. We can literally like climb a mountain and think like, oh, my character is like some snow warrior in the mountains and he's sliding down on a shield. Like just think of whatever the heck you want, which I think is so amazing with modern day gaming is that you can do that all the time in so many of these games because the world is so massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that game's gotten really good reviews. I haven't played it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I've been reading the reviews and it's like people are obsessed with it. Oh, my gosh. Like even when you finish the story it's still very playable just because you can just go around the world and I'm still finding new things. I've been playing it for like two years now. I'm still finding new things in the map and just finding new objects to get. And and one type of game though, that I'm having a hard time getting into, and I'm kind of curious to hear Mm -hmm. what you think about this is like these story games that are basically movies. Like for example, the last of us, Mm -hmm. like I watched a play along with the last of us, which it was great. It was like watching a zombie movie basically, but they're very linear and you have to go a certain direction in a certain place. And it's essentially a movie mm-hmm. where you press a couple of buttons 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not necessarily fond of that. I'd rather be all in one direction or all in on the other. If it's going to be a movie, then yeah. just release it as an animated movie. But if it's going to be a game, maybe give me a little bit more freedom. Yep. I don't know. That, that's just me anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I haven't played that game, but I I felt that way about Red Re- Redemption uh, 2. Mm. Because Red Dead Redemption 2. I loved the first one. And yes. I Especially don't, the the game of the year edition, the zombie yeah, version. Oh my god, yes. It was an yes. amazing. And so I got the second one and and maybe I just haven't played far enough along yet, but so far, you know, the first hour of the game was just all cinematics where you could, like mm-hmm. you said, push a couple buttons here and there, you know, get on the horse, ride for a little bit, chase the bandit, and then it was like back to, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of movie stuff and it's like well this would be a really cool movie if i wanted to watch it but i want to play a game i want to shoot right. something <laughs> yeah i i know my little brother's played it and he apparently he says once you get through the first little bit like it comes very much more open okay um because like i've i've watched a lot of videos about it and watched my brother play it where like you can you can meet uh bigfoot you can see like alien spaceships oh, like cool. there's so much random stuff that you can do and see in this open world like you can even meet a dead robot it's just like what the heck oh weird but but apparently you just have to get through that first little bit in order to get to that more open world okay. so at least that's i i haven't played it either yeah well, i guess i haven't played it myself but uh apparently that's that's how it is at least how i've heard Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep playing it then to see if it gets any better. But yeah. <laughs> but also getting back to what you're saying about the whole movie aspect of a video game. Have you, have you played any of those ones where they're actually, they're actually movies like filmed? They have them on, on Xbox. I don't know if they're, I'm, I'm guessing they're on the PlayStation network too, where it's actually actors and you like choose their dialogue options. And so it's like these live action oh. ones. It's I, I tried to play one. It was super bizarre. Yeah, I've heard about those, but like kind of like what you said, it just sounded so weird to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't I still like the idea of like, because when you have a movie, there's a certain timing to dialogue mm-hmm. that makes the scene what it is. So if you like hesitate for even a couple seconds and like a choose the dialogue thing, right. it feels it feels disjointed. Yeah. And it takes you out of the experience because it's no longer about the conversation rather about what you chose and how fast you chose it. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily down for that. Like, again, you got, in my opinion, you got to be full in, full in on one thing or another, like being in between, like, for example, when you talk about like more cinematic video games, like Red Dead 2 or Last mm-hmm. of Us, there's some parts where all of a sudden pressing a button just comes as a surprise. Like, oh crap, I got to do something now. I was just watching and then you die and then you have to yeah. go back and start <laughs> over again. And that's, that's what's frustrating me because like, they lull you into a sense of just watching and they're like, surprise button. Like, no, no, just just let me know. And then I'll play. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Well, I I think that's why I like games like Fallout and Skyrim so much because there's really no cinematic at all. You're just literally on your own and it makes it more real, I guess. You can kind of put yourself in the game more. Yeah. Yeah. I I can totally agree. Like you just make it however you want it to be, like, especially like Skyrim and, and Fallout, just, be whoever the heck you want to be in the story. Like just dress however you want, like battle however you want. Like again, Skyrim, you could either be with magic. You could be a brute warrior. You could be an archer, like do whatever mm-hmm. the heck you want, whatever fits your personality. And it's, it's just more fun that way. Yeah. At least for me personally. Totally. hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah. So you're also, uh, you're an artist, correct? 
I, I try to be. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what kind of like, what are you, what lane are you in with, with art and are you, are you trying to get into comics or, you know, what, what's your goal with that? I do. And nowadays I do primarily digital illustration um, using a program called Procreate, which is what a lot of different digital artists, poster designers, even professor that I have in my university that I'm about to graduate from, he worked in matte painting and background design for a long time in Hollywood and Procreate's a program that he's used for a long time. And so I've gotten to learn that program a lot and I'm doing, doing comics, my own comics that my family and I write and I illustrate. And actually these three framed comic books behind me are ones that I've illustrated. And so we're working away in that. We're actually working on a fourth one right now, which is a follow-up to this one. But it's definitely very comic book-esque, a lot of like inking, hash marks, very graphic style. Like, in fact, I could probably pull up something to kind of show you an example of what I've been working on. Yeah, absolutely. I I probably pulled my latest. I try to imitate Jim Lee in some like fan art sometimes. Okay. uh, Just because Jim Lee's the master. Yep. (laughs) And if I can even get an ounce as good as he is, then I've done my job. (laughs) But this is, this is an example of what I like try to do nowadays. Oh, that did not go well. (laughs) The same touch screens. There you go. So that's an example of something I've been doing. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Wow. It's really clear and yeah, it's well done. Well, thank you. I, I definitely try. Yeah. <laughs> but now I've been doing more of that lately and I actually have, in fact, I could probably show this real quick. This is a page from the comic book that I'm working on right now. And so this is more of like my normal style when I'm not trying to imitate Jim Lee. Okay. That, oh, wow. That's before all the dialogue boxes and everything. And so that's, that's okay. Savage Volume 2 that's coming out probably, I guess, whenever I get done with it, but hopefully within a matter of three months. Nice. So that's really yeah, good. That put together. Nice. Okay. Thank so you. yeah. So where can people buy your comics? For, or do you have a Kickstarter or are you on Amazon self-publishing? Amazon self-publishing. Yeah. We have uh three months. If they go to my channel nerdy in many ways, the links to those books are all in the descriptions of my streams and videos. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, you can even search up Dawson Weedrick on Amazon and they'll probably come up. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Because my name's attached to it. But yeah, that's that's what they can find those on Amazon. We're trying to maybe uh, venture out and maybe find some other ways to do it as well. Like, for example, there's this place called GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia, that's hopefully happening in March, uh, okay. depending on everything that happens. But we're hoping to have a booth there and go to more conventions like that. We just bring a bunch of copies of our comics and show them to people because the more exposure you can get, the better. Because oh, I mean, yeah. we're, we're just on Amazon and you like put a couple posts out every now and then, like, hey, I'm a comic. There's only a couple that get bought. So <laughs> yeah. we're trying to venture out in that way. Yeah, no, it is hard when you're just using social media to promote. Yeah. Definitely have to get out to the cons, you know, if we can, of, of course. So you're right. how has like, you know, the pandemic affected you as far as like your creativity and your career? It's actually, as far as my creativity is concerned, it actually this sounds kind of morbid, but it's actually kind of helped me mm-hmm. because actually when this whole COVID lockdown stuff started, I got a, a job to, like designing visuals for a game app oh, called cool. 24. So I was using digital painting all the time and I was working about 25 hours a week, just drawing and honing in my craft, which is very helpful for me. Just getting more practice because like anything else, the more practice you get, the better you get at it. Yeah. And it also helps, of course, that you love to do it, which I do. And so it helped me a lot. And of course, lockdown also definitely helps YouTube to a certain extent, because I mean, when people are in lockdown, 
They look for forms of entertainment. And when they exhaust all their Netflix movie lists, they go to YouTube. Right. And so hopefully if they like nerdy stuff, they have it upon my channel. And uh, so in a way it's helped. I mean, at the same time, like, you know, COVID still sucks. Yeah. But, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> you're, you're making it. Yeah. Are you on other social media platforms at all besides YouTube and Facebook? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm on Twitter. That's where I do a lot of my promotion of my stuff. And I'm also on Vero. Because okay. they just had the the update Vero 2.0. And of course, I got to be on there to see what Zach posts, you know, stay on top of, of things. Of course. <laughs> yeah, just got to keep up with the news. I'm on Instagram too. Instagram, I'm not as active, but like I try to be. But Twitter is definitely the most popping place for me. At NIMW32 is where I'm at on Twitter. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just joined TikTok for the first time and I am so confused. <laughs> I, I had that for a couple months because when I was building on my channel, people were telling me like, yeah, I get TikTok to promote your channel. And I just didn't know what to do because I'm not I'm not the kind of personality that like puts out skits <laughs> on TikTok. Like I'll talk about nerdy stuff as long as much as the day is long. Right. But as far as like doing TikTok dances, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not me. I'm, I'm too long and, and lanky and white to do that. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You know, my sister's on it and a bunch of my friends and I thought I would go on it just as like you to promote, you know, my brand and everything, Mm. but yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. It's, you know, it's confusing. It's a new technology. (laughs) I mean, there, there's some users out there that do a really good job. Mm -hmm. Like I I think, oh gosh, this one guy who my friend Enosh from the point extra lounge just interviewed today. He does the parody songs of like stupid situations and even talks about like old pop culture references like he made a song <laughs> about the the et sequel book that was written that barely anybody knows about yeah i have um, no idea about that <laughs> yeah it's so weird like it's it's not even close to what the movie is but anyway like there's some fun people like that that are they're that fun to see but they're kind of far and few between at least in my own perspective yeah um so like i and plus whenever some of my family noticed that at tiktok they're like you have a tiktok it's like <laughs> I'm just doing it for my brand. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there is. Do you ever watch Trey Kennedy? Trey, oh man, that sounds familiar. I feel like I should know that. He um, is, he's so funny. I think he started on YouTube actually and just, you know, blew up. And I think he's got like a billions of followers now, but he does all of these sketches. He, he, the one I saw that like I, when I found out about it was like girls, he imitates like girls in the fall, like with our pumpkin spice and stuff. Yes, yes. He, oh gosh, yes. I know him. He's great. I, I subscribed to him on YouTube. That's where I know him from. And then he did the skit where he has all people of this family represent a, a social media platform. Yeah. And the YouTube one comes in like, oh my gosh, dude, what's up guys? And, and then say like family road trip, bored forever. Like it's, he's right. so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. He's so funny. He's like, I saw him and I was like, oh my God, this guy's a genius. Um, <laughs> and he plays him, like he plays all the parts, like in oh, yeah. the skit, you know, like he'll like splice it all together. And the funny thing is when he starts going out in public, like he'll go into an Ikea store or like a Home Depot or whatever. And <laughs> like without permission, like he's just filming his thing there and like normal random people are walking by staring at him. Like, what are you doing? And it's, so funny <laughs> he's so good like he's one of those guys like he he makes fun of literally everything it's fantastic like some of my favorite ones are when he like pretends to be a middle schooler yeah like middle schooler during covid he like has the fake braces on and it's yeah. just like oh my gosh so so dead on 
Oh, he yeah. does a great job. No, he's great. Well, he does the the Karens, you know, he does like the Karen <gasps> part one, part two, or like, or the the shoppers, like the hipster that shops, you know, at Target as opposed to like the, you know, oh, yeah. person that goes to Walmart. And <laughs> no one is safe with Trey Kennedy. And it's no, great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No one's off of the hook. <laughs> oh. So, oh, um, man. so it's how like a walking family guy. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I know that guy's just, I mean, he keeps getting like bigger and bigger. Like I can't wait for him. To, he'll have his own show at some point, like a television show. You know, that's coming. Oh yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice that you'd love to give anyone, you know, cause you're, you know, well into your YouTube career. I know you're going to continue to grow it for, for people that like, you know, want to start their own YouTube channel. Like what advice would you give? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I'd say if someone's looking, looking out there to start their own YouTube channel, just focus on things that you love and don't just simply try to do what's trending because like doing what's trending, you know, helps you build for sure. But if you do something that you love in the process, then it becomes fun. It becomes a project rather than something that stresses you out. Right. Like for me, the reason I do this whole nerdy stuff is not not because like the Snyder Cut's trending or because Wonder Woman 84 is trending or Batman 2022, I guess it is now, is mm-hmm. trending, but because I love this stuff and it's very, very fun. And I'd say the classic advice, just be yourself when it comes to your content creation. Because when you try to put on a facade, uh, like, you know, a lot of people will tend to do because, you know, it's just what they need to do. It, it's tiring. It's exhausting. Because I know I, I try to do that at first, just kind of like, put on a face because that's what everybody does. And right. it was just tiring, exhausting. I just didn't like doing it. So when you become candid with people and you become genuine and just show them who you are, people relate to that. People connect to that because they see the, the genuineness, or I guess the, however you call it. Yeah. The genuineness, I guess I'll say yeah. it's not proper, but of, of what you're doing, they see that you love what you're talking about. They see that you're passionate about it and they see your true self. And that is much more attractive to people. Then someone just going through the motions mm-hmm. and just really doing it because it's a popular thing to talk about. Right. And so that's my big thing is just do or talk about what you love or do what you love for content creation. If that's what you want to do and be yourself. Yeah. That's great advice. Really good advice. Yeah. Be authentic and, and then yeah. you know, see what that's happens. the word authentic. Yeah. Oh, is that really <laughs> yeah. A genuineness just did not sit right with me. So authentic. <laughs> there you go. Genuine was good too, though. Like <laughs> sincere, genuine. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of adjectives. <laughs> Great. Well, now t- before we go, tell me again the name of your comic book so that people can look it up on on Amazon. So three different comic books that we have. We have Savage the the oh gosh the Legend of Blue Raven. I forgot the title of my own comic. Savage <laughs> the Legend of Blue Raven, written by DJ Weedrick, my father, and illustrated by yours truly. Then you have a Tale of Three, uh, illustrated by me and written by my older brother Asher Weedrick. And then you have Vine Lord right here, written by my brother, Brigham Weedrick, illustrated by yours truly. Those three are available on Amazon. Again, if you go to my channel, Nerdy in Many Ways, underneath each video and each stream, you can see the link to all three of those books on Amazon. And that's where you can find those. That's awesome. And I love that it's a family affair. That's really cool that you guys are doing yeah. it together. And it's, it's so interesting because like, I, I'm a very visually creative person, but at the same time, when it comes to story creation, I have a hard time coming up with original things. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I have three writers around me, my family to like fuel my visual creativity and I can just present to them, like, this is what you're writing in visual form. It's it, like you said, it, it kind of completes it. And it's just very much a joined effort. And it's, it's just fun. It, it's perfect. It's like almost like we're family or something. 
Right. <laughs> That's cool. And then when you guys get to go promote it, you have to do that together too. So it's like an, an excuse right. for vacation and, you know, kill two birds yeah. down, go do business and then go hang out and have family time as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's again, killing three birds, three stones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that's, it's very rare too, because, you know, most, most families like, or, you know, most writers, like they're the only writer in their family or, or whatever. So it is nice to have that common commonality. And I bet it makes uh, dinner conversations interesting too. Oh yeah, very much so. Especially with just like the other things my other family members are doing. Like my older brother just came out with a book called No Pray, No Pay, which is also available on Amazon. So like there's all these different stories happening that are either just novels or like comic books. Like I even have one of my brothers just writing the novels right here that he wrote three years ago. So like he has these, then we have like oh, cool. our comic books. So just a lot of creativity going on, which I'm always down for because, you know, that's that's just who I am. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah, I'm a writer as well. So I'm always down to find new books and, you know, new comic books and new novels. So I'll definitely have to, you know, look you up and, and get all of your, your family stuff. I think that's really cool. Definitely pick it. Definitely feel free to pick it apart and let us know <laughs> where we messed up. <laughs> no, never. No, I will. I mean, no, I don't like to review. I mean, honestly, um, I, I like to read. I like to interview and talk to people, but I'm I'm mm. not. I do review occasionally, you know, when, when people ask, but I don't know. I just don't have the heart to review, I guess. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to keep up sometimes. It's just because a lot of times there's so much content being put out there. Like there's so many different movies that come out and just like, there's some you just miss for, for years and you don't see them. Like I finally a couple months ago, finally saw Fantastic Four from 2015 and did a review of that. And I was like, okay, that was a couple of years. I didn't do that, which I mean, a little bit of, I'm okay with having missed it after watching it. But but yeah, like there's things that come and go and this before, you know, it's too late and a week has gone by and the the hype for that movie or that book has died down. You're like, well, no point in making the video now because well, it's not going to get any interaction. (laughs) Right. So it's it's tough thing to keep up with. So you just got to definitely got to choose your battles when it comes to reviews. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, you're an interesting business because you're you're dealing with algorithms and you're dealing with, you know, all kinds of trending things that are trending and not trending and so you that must be kind of yeah, exhausting to always be on like the up and up on what to to film and what not to oh, film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, tr- freaking algorithms i swear <laughs> the death of me i mean i understand the reasoning for it but right. at the same time i'm just like like there's some videos like i'll make and they get a bunch of views and there's some videos that i think are much better than those videos and those don't get a lot of views and i'm just like come on youtube help me out here throw me a freaking bone i feel so, your pain i feel your yeah. pain <laughs> yeah um what's your twitter handle so i can make sure we follow you yeah it's uh at two that's my twitter handle all right um and you'll find this same logo as the the what's it called? The profile picture. So yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight and chatting with me. This has been really fun. I can't wait to watch your show. I'm going to subscribe to you. I'm on YouTube as well. Yes. Um, I will (laughs) definitely subscribe and yeah, everybody listening, you got to get on there and find Dawson on uh, Facebook. You're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, but nerdy in many ways. That's the YouTube channel. And that's where you'll find the link to all of his books that are available on Amazon. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you back on in the future too. Oh, absolutely. This has been great. I really appreciate this conversation. I would be more than happy to be back on here again. This has been fun. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much.
and Rack. We are. You know, I checked back. out his. I checked out his. I checked out his YouTube show, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, it's pretty crazy. He has some cool, uh, some cool graphics and cuts, and uh, it's edited well. And it, it's a, uh, um, it's like right <laughs> up our alley. It's all nerdy stuff, man. It's edited well. <laughs> so that's important because some YouTube shows that like they're not, you know. I know. Like there's that lame one, drinks and comics. <laughs> that one's edited horrible. I mean, awesome. <laughs> hey, now <laughs> that that's amazing show should come editing. back, huh? That show should come back. It should come back. We keep saying it's going to come back, but I think we just got to get things settled down, and then it'll come back. We recorded an episode, but then we couldn't use it because the audio was just complete shit. Oh, God, it was so bad. It was so weird. Well, plus, <laughs> I didn't, people kept coming in and disturbing. On, well, that and was we did it on the movie. Oh, movie it was The Quiet Place, yep. right? Yeah. And uh, it, the episode was quiet because like the mic just didn't pick up pick anything up right it was nothing i tried to fix it it in post and it was so bad it was a calamity of errors it wasn't worth it yeah yeah so you have one that's lost (laughs) fun movie (laughs) there's your review yeah it is a fun movie (laughs) (laughs) what came first a quiet place or bird check out dawson's uh nerdy many ways youtube that'll be linked in the show notes everybody you're not even listening to me i can say anything i want right now (laughs) you could you could i'm just talking over you i was asking literally asking you if i don't just if i I said, I, I found that if I don't just keep talking, I, I don't get words in most of the time. So I have oh, to just, please. Like, that is such and, and, and a freaking lie. That is such a lie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you a question on The Quiet Place. What came first, that or Bird Box? Uh, quiet Place came first, I believe. But was the Bird Box. So sometimes it's weird. Like shows will, like movies will come out, and you would think one is a copy of the other. But they came out so quick behind each other. Or did somebody like see the script yeah. for Quiet Place? Love it. They're doing it. So we're going to make something similar. We're going to call it this and we're going to rewrite it real quick. Well, it happens all the time. It, it, it's the whole Swamp Thing, Man Thing conundrum again, right? These similar ideas happen at the same time. It's, 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 I've talked about it before, but yeah, there's yeah. the whole creative conundrum where creators will think of the same thing at the same time, completely unrelated. And it just happens. Yeah, it's so weird. I never watched Bird Box, did you? I watched it, yeah. Well, after it's that movie came out, they right. literally had a, a, I saw a public service announcement because that teenage girl tried to drive the freeway with her eyes blindfolded. Yeah. The Bird Box challenge, yeah, I was so dumb. Yeah, I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, should, I mean, just common uh, sense to tell you not viral to hits, do this. Man. Viral hits. They need, they need those likes, man. They need those views. Oh, it's crazy. Well, we're a little off track here. Sorry, that's my fault. Eh, we always are. Yeah. It is. Well, it is. We want to. Th- that was awesome. Yeah, we want to thank Dawson and Melissa for for coming on. Mostly Dawson for coming on and speaking with Melissa and get you know tell us everything that's going on in, in their world and their comics and everything. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, there'll be a link in the show notes down below to click on to go check out his YouTube channel. You definitely should because it's a lot of yeah. fun. If you like that, and I hopefully you did, and if you're still here, that means you probably did, you should go check out spoilerverse.com. Uh, there is a ton of spoiler country back issues, which I like to call them, but not only spoiler country, but a ton of other podcasts that we host there on the network at spoilerverse.com. Uh, things like Visory Point Radio and Bridging the Geekdoms and Polygon Warriors and Funny Book Forensics and Narrative Gunslingers and... It just it the list goes on. In Johnny's own other show that he does, where he talks 
99% of the time with the Y2CL radio. Yeah. It's yeah, just not even called Y2CL radio. You week renamed it. It did. Well, I, I, well, I still have Y2CL radio because that's the one I talk to myself on, but uh, there's a Haphazard Adventures with my <sighs> wife that uh, we so just released a bunch of episodes in December and we have a new one coming out soon too. See, there you go. There you go. So much there for you to enjoy. If you hear that crunching, I'm sorry. I'm eating a Tic Tac, and I just realized, why are you crunching on your Tic Tac during this? <laughs> You're just trying to share. That's yeah, all. trying to share. All right, guys. Sharing is caring. I think that's a show. We got like one more thing to talk about, and it's something about a store. It is on the website. You can go to us, or you can go to. Uh, I almost like mixed up the store and the Discord together. But on the store, you can click on the, uh, that. Go and buy. I'm going to start over here and leave all that in. On the website, click on the word store and go to our store. Pick up a T-shirt, hoodie, or face mask. Look fly as hell. Help support the site and be awesome as well. There you guys go. Hey, yeah. And if you want to talk to us, scpod.com or scpod.us. I am off today. scpod.us slash discord to come talk to us on our public discord channel. There we go. scpod.us forward slash discord. Is that right? Yep. There you guys go. That's right. All right. One it. last thing. In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind and read more. Oh, that was just a lot, dude.